This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Fan of Pacific Private Money. He is the marketing director because Mark is out of town. And uh, our phone number is 888-912-1190. You're going to use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate, which is really cool because you can use five tanning certificates or uh, services with this certificate uh, given away during this show. Now, those certificates are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And today's trivia theme is random trivia. Um, so, Nam. Hello. Hello there. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, Nam is kind of behind the scenes, mostly, at Pacific Private Money. And That's right. He, he does uh, 90% of the work, right? Um, just about. Just about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seems like it. <laughs> Actually, how many employees are there now? Uh, including our outside agents, there are about 16. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 16, no wonder you guys are one of the fastest growing uh, mortgage, infer- uh, mortgage investing firms. Yeah. Very busy. Very, okay. very busy. All right. Uh, what, what do you got for us today? What do you want to cover? Well, you know, today I want to talk about marketplace lending. You know, okay. it's a space that uh, Pacific Private Money operates in. A lot of people are hearing about it these days. And, you know, I thought it'd be a good time to let people know what marketplace lending really is. All right. Let's get right into it. What is it? Yeah. So marketplace lenders, what are they? I mean, you're hearing more and more uh, advertising uh, on uh, you know on the radio as okay. well as on social media on the web about marketplace lending where as an investor you can invest in alternative uh, products for right. borrowers you can get loans that typically maybe you couldn't get from a bank okay um, so we want to talk a little bit about that because it's a growing um, industry or vertical where uh, instead of going to a bank you can get a loan through a marketplace lender for a lot of different kinds of products. Uh, marketplace lending has been around uh, since essentially the mid two thousands. Originally, oh, a lot okay. of people, you know, heard of uh, the term crowdfunding. Crowdfunding, yeah, yeah. And so, crowdfunding uh, is really the where marketplace lending grew from. Okay. Uh, one aspect, just to kind of back up and describe crowdfunding, it's the ability for individuals to invest in a product, uh, a company, a service. Um, or you know some sort of charity, uh, the portion of it where it was people lending to other people, that became known as peer-to-peer lending. Okay. And peer-to-peer lending sort of got repackaged uh, into marketplace lending, is and that's what you're hearing these days. Peer-to-peer lending and marketplace lending is where individuals can lend money to other individuals. Okay. Uh- I'm trying to think of all the rules. You know, there's usury. Uh, is it secured, unsecured? Yes. Yeah, some uh, types of loans are unsecured. Some are secured by real estate, like the Pacific Private Money Fund. Okay. And others are just uh, like giving a loan to an individual based on like the equivalent of a FICO score. So these marketplace lenders have cropped up um, and sort of taken or carved out that uh, borrower who couldn't get bank financing. For some reason, I mean, to me, it sounds kind of risky. It can be. I mean, because I'm thinking, you know, like, um, let's say I'm one of these lenders. Some guy just what fills out an app 
on the computer. I mean, I, I mean, I have, how do I check any of that stuff? You know, it's a really good question. So there, with the advent of a lot of technological changes, big data, uh, the ability to uh, get more information about a consumer mm-hmm. um, has enabled them to make judgments, sort of like FICO or alternative okay. to FICOs. So, um, so it's just it basically it's just like a personal guarantee then, in that right for the unsecured I mean, stuff. Yeah, for the unsecured, yeah, yeah. But for the secured, like real estate backed, then you know we've got that asset behind it. Okay. Um, but you're seeing more and more uh, companies who are taking what's sort of called metadata. Um, they're okay. they're taking data from a bunch of different sources about consumers that is uh, like an alternative to the FICO score. I mean, I've even heard of a company that uses your Facebook data to make evaluations on your creditworthiness or your ability to pay loans. What, what do you mean, your Facebook data? Your your Facebook behavior. Oh, behavior. Uh, your background, some of your information. The stuff you post, the, the crazy pictures you post on it. Yeah, yeah, and they put it into <laughs> a, a magic box or algorithm, essentially. Wow. And uh, they make a judgment on your ability to qualify for a loan. And so these companies are um, doing a lot of interesting work. And banks uh, and regulators are watching this and saying, okay, you know, is this a viable uh, alternative to the traditional FICO-driven decision-making uh, Okay, process? so if I, if I post a bunch of pictures of me on vacation every, every month I'm on vacation, this suddenly they go, oh, this guy must be rich and he can afford it and that you know, sort of thing? I imagine that's <laughs> probably some part of the calculation. Um, so they probably look at your, they could look at your LinkedIn profile, see what your professional. Yeah, but you, you could put anything on there. I could put a picture of me in front of a bunch of yachts, you know? <laughs> true, true. I, and, you know, I suppose there's, you know, some gaming elements to, to people with their social media. But I think uh, across the, the board, uh, these companies are looking at a lot of different data sources. They're not excluding your, necessarily your credit score. But they're looking at other data sources. All right. Tell you what, we're going to cut to a quick commercial break here. When we come back, we're still talking uh, about crowd, basically crowdfunding. And we'll get into a little bit more how that works. I uh, want to make a quick mention here for the Mount View Hotel. I don't know if you've ever been there, Nam, but uh, it's a nope. uh, Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga. And they're having a special. Any suite or cottage for only two ninety nine a night, Sunday through Thursday, includes the facility of the pool, the mineral water, jacuzzi, sauna. I mean, it's awesome and a $20 breakfast voucher to Johnny's, one of two restaurants on the property. Uh, Call 707-942-6877 to reserve your special now or go to www.mountviewhotel.com. All right, here is our first trivia question. Again, we're talking random trivia. What word refers to the minimum attendance necessary for U.S. Congress to conduct business? If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that five-pack tanning certificate by Tan Bella. You call 888-912-1190 to answer this question. What word refers to the minimum attendance necessary for U.S. Congress to conduct business? And you will have heard this word. All right, don't touch the dial because the best of investing is going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Nam Fan of Pacific Private Money. He's the marketing director because Mark Honf is off today. Here was our first trivia question. What word refers to the minimum attendance necessary for U.S. Congress to conduct business? 
I have no clue. You do have a clue. You said it off air. A quorum? A quorum. That ah. is correct. <laughs> All <laughs> right. gone with my first instinct. That's it's usually best. I uh, want to make a quick mention also here for the uh, Hornblower Yachts. Make Mother's Day special uh, by going on the Hornblower. Uh, treat mom to a relaxing day on the bay. Feast on a gourmet brunch with free flowing champagne. I love that. and uh, Or indulge in an elegant four-course dinner. Cruise feature, spectacular sights of the city, live entertainment, and attentive service. Which I got to say, I've been on there before, and they do have attentive service. Food is excellent. For reservations, go to hornblower.com. Book today. All right. So, Nam, we were talking about basically crowdfunding. And off air, we were just talking a little bit about the fact that, you know, in a sense, Pacific Private Money's Fund is sort of like a crowdfunding. Yeah. But not to the tune of investing you know hundreds of dollars yeah and you know that's there needs to be some um some you know delineation crowdfunding really encompasses and marketplace lending really encompasses all types of lending whether you're uh, investing a small amount or you're investing a large amount you know for funds like ours it's a reg d fund you have to be accredited so and the minimum investment is fifty thousand. there are uh, many other uh, marketplace lenders that uh, require much less you don't have to be accredited um, you can invest as little as a thousand dollars, but the, I, I would think their administration fees would be just through the roof for you know administering a thousand dollar investment. Yeah, and you know what? Um, you would think so in you know in the traditional world with banks, then then that would be uh, a little bit more difficult. But these days, mm-hmm. with a lot of the advances in platforms, technology mm-hmm. that allows uh, this a more streamlined process for investors to invest, it's much more um, you know self-directed um it's much easier for the investor to just follow the process and go through and invest well it's interesting my uh son's friend is one of the founders of a company that invests like off dollar type things you know like a little bit of a tip here and tip Mm -hmm. here like literally in dollars rather than hundreds of dollars right and they do it uh in mutual funds Mm -hmm. and uh and it's amazing it just i mean he's got like i don't know eight hundred thousand members right basically yeah it's uh, you know they and that's the great thing about technology it's really allowed a much more efficient process for people to invest but also for people to borrow and that's Mm -hmm. one of the other reasons why crowdfunding is growing Keep in mind, you know, the crowdfunding in a way um, competes with banks because, you know, yeah. if a borrower can get uh, funds from uh, a crowdfunding or marketplace lender, then they don't need to go to a bank. What, what Generally, what have you seen the interest rates to be the, on the borrowing side? Higher. Certainly higher because okay. a lot of these borrowers can't qualify for, for bank financing. But also what you're seeing, too, is the user experience with crowdfunding platforms. It's very convenient fast decision-making process for a borrower on the borrower side to to get qualified for a loan. So uh, that's one area that banks are looking at and saying, okay, users are having a much better experience with getting a loan through some of these marketplace lenders. But if they're paying higher, then if they can get a bank loan, they will. So where's the competition there? The competition is speed. Just like for Pacific Private Money, a lot of times borrowers come to us because there's transactional distress. I mean, they may be bank quality, um, a certain percentage of them are are bank quality, so they're but still they're coming to us because they need the funds quickly. Okay. Uh, on for other types of loans, uh, it, the same scenario could apply. They could be bank quality, but they need money quickly. Uh, okay. For others, they just can't get a bank loan, so they're going to an alternative source like crowdfunding. And is there any minimum that you've seen of of uh, 
amounts that people need to borrow. You know, that a, a lender will say, well, you know, I'm not going to lend you $100, but right. you know, 1000 or whatever. Yeah, you're seeing uh, as low as 1000 um, for yeah. for unsecured. Uh, you're seeing up to – you're seeing also people make uh, – get auto loans. So okay. there's a lot of marketplace lenders. That there's got to be state. Loans. There's got to be state regulations, though. across lines and, and that sort of thing. And being a broker or usury. I mean, I, I, gosh, I could just. It seems like a neat idea, but I can. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe I could just see a bunch of holes in it, though. Well, that's you know, the, it's still a very, uh, very much a industry that it's in its infancy. Uh, Mid two thousands is not a long time for the space to have been in existence. So, um, I went to a conference in um, December. Uh, down in Southern California, and it was interesting. There's a lot of conversation about, you know, the regulation of the space, um, the transparency uh, of the underwriting. So there's mm-hmm. a lot more uh, regulations coming into the space, uh, which is good for borrowers and investors. There's yeah. more transparency. Banks are starting to look at it and saying, you know, sh- uh, is this a viable alternative? Should we participate with crowdfunders or marketplace lenders? And they start. They're starting to do that. They're starting to be. The lender to the lenders, um, because they see that this this industry this um, place is growing up, so yeah. to speak. So. Well, we're talking about regulations. Just, uh, this reminds me of a story, and this goes back to <clears throat> excuse me, uh, 1980 when interest rates were high, and I remember a story about this guy who put an ad in the paper. So again, they didn't have the computers then, mm-hmm. but basically it could be theoretically the same thing. So he puts his ad in the paper and he says, I've got this land in Alaska. And he says, I know there's oil there. I just need a million dollars to go ahead and drill the oil. And back then, oil prices were, were relatively high compared to, you know, back then. So um, he and, and he says, here's my deal. He says, if I strike oil, you know, you get your percentage, whatever you can make, you know, umpteen millions of dollars. But he says, I absolutely 100% guarantee in writing that you'll at least get your, your, your money back. And so, you know, he raised, let's say, $100,000 from 10 individuals. He actually raised his million dollars. Um, in one year, he wrote back and he said, you know, I'm sorry, I, I did not strike oil, but I did promise you uh, that I would guarantee you, you at least your money back. So he wrote everyone a check for $100,000. And what had happened was he didn't own anything, but interest rates were like 16%. So he ra- he took million dollars, he put it in the bank at sixteen percent, made one hundred and sixty grand. Then he paid back everybody the million dollars, and most people, when they got their hundred thousand dollars back, thought, "Man, this guy's really honest. I didn't lose anything, <laughs> right?" But one guy realized, "Hey, wait a minute, I could have earned interest on that," and he started poking it, in, you know, looking into it a little bit more, and that's how the guy got caught. I could imagine the same sort of thing here, where, you know, people want to borrow money, but. You know, who knows what they're going to do with the money. You know, it's just yeah. it, it's just kind of interesting on that. Tell you what, believe it or not, we got to go to another quick quick break. Uh, quick mention here for um, Discover the World of Sea Kayaking, Paddleboarding, and Biking in Half Moon Bay. Whatever your experience, you can they can accommodate you. Uh, their fleet is made up of single and double kayaks, stand-up paddleboards, which I don't know if you've ever done that, but that is a lot of fun. Uh, you can come play in Half Moon Bay. Call 650-773-6101 or go to www.hmbkayak.com. That's HMB as in Half Moon Bay, kayak.com. All right. Uh, second commercial trivia question is, what kind of dentist specialist performs root canals? All right. Hmm. That is our question. 
888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with the marketing director of Pacific Private Money, Nam Fan. Here is our second trivia question. What kind of dentist specialist performs root canals besides an evil dentist? Orthodontist? No. An endodontist. Orthodontist says uh, the braces. Ah. Uh, very good. Should okay. Know. You should know that. Um, okay. Uh, we want to make a mention here for the Hyatt-centric Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. They're located in the heart of San Francisco, close to top attractions. Their hotel is a prime spot to explore the city by the bay. Visit Pier 39 and Ghirardelli Square or take a nearby cable car around the city. Hyatt-centric Fisherman's Wharf features a heated outdoor pool which I guess you need in San Francisco, <laughs> fully equipped uh, f- fitness center and on-site dining options. Uh, call 415-563-1234 or go to fishermanswharf.centric.hyatt.com. All right, so Nam, let's uh, finish up with the crowdfunding. Yeah, so, you know, just something that uh, we discussed on the last segment and, and you know, the you know, questions were about, you know, what what kind of guarantees are there? For yeah. the investor or for the borrower, that uh, they're or for the investor, they're they're putting money into a marketplace lender, and where's that money going? Mm-hmm. Um, for the borrowers, are are they underwriting uh, correctly? Are they really qualifying that borrower uh, to the same degree that a bank qualifies everyone else with yeah. FICO scores or whatever? Um, you know, a lot of these companies have built and developed algorithms um, and different ways to underwrite. Uh, and are are doing it very successfully. So I just want to comment that there are a lot of companies out there that are building really good track records. Okay. Um, and you know, Pacific Private Money, we underwrite um, like a bank in a lot of ways. Okay. So we're kind of a blend of both. I mean, we still That's a good point. and private money itself has been around long before um, the term marketplace lender or crowdfunders existed. So in a way, we were crowdfunding before crowdfunding. I, I think. Uh, private lenders have been around before banks. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's what happened. Yeah. And, and the difference is that uh, private lenders were doing it very locally. So it was localized to the uh, a geography mm-hmm. where uh, a lot of crowdfunding sites and marketplace lenders are trying to do it nationally. They're trying to, to do this sort of peer-to-peer lending at scale. Um, and Pacific Private Money, our focus is local. You know, we've been doing this really, you know, for for a long time in the Bay Area. We know Bay Area real estate, and we know um, valuations. And our underwriting has been, you know, essentially the same. It hasn't really changed with with marketplace lending. Well, that actually brings us to we got a few emails, and one of them, uh, again, since Mark's not here, I'm sure you can answer this. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't diversification nationally be a better strategy than investing all in one geographic location? Yeah, and. The way I would answer that is a yes and no. I mean, it could be for somebody who really knows uh, markets outside of their geographic area. Yeah. Uh, for us, you know, we are focused on the Bay Area. It's the market that we know well. Uh, we don't want to scale um, beyond, you know, uh, beyond our local market. Well, what a lot of people don't realize is even if you could earn a higher interest rate outside of California, one of the problems I see is that all it takes is one bad loan, uh, you know, really bad loan. I mean, I remember 
years ago, uh, uh, there was a hard money lender who convinced me to go into um, the the state of Michigan. Mm -hmm. And at the time, you know, Michigan wasn't doing that well, but I was going to get, you know, like 16% on my money. Didn't invest a whole lot in it. And it seemed like the loan to value was pretty good. Well, as it turns out, it you know, it was a market I really wasn't that familiar with, and um, uh, it went into foreclosure, and we only ended up getting, we, we got 90 cents on the dollar. So okay. it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but that's a 10% loss. Yep. So I had to make, you know, way more than 10% on the other deals at the same, you know, dollar amount invested in order to, uh, you know, more than break even. So with Pacific Private Money, you know, how many loans go into default? I don't, you know, it's a... Uh very, very small number. I think it's less than 1%. Yeah. So, you know, and, and the fact is that uh, when you're underwriting uh, like a bank and your your exit is a bank, then typically, you know, you're, you're going to have very low default. Yeah. So I think I remember Mark telling us uh, on the air that out of 1,200 loans, less than a dozen. So yeah, yeah. that would be uh, one per, one, less than 1%. And of those that went into default, actually nobody lost money. Exactly. Yeah, Just because it goes into default doesn't mean um, you know that that anyone's going to lose money. There's a process that it goes through, yeah. and ultimately there was no loss. Yeah, because sometimes what happens is the borrower uh, comes to the last minute and pays all the back interest, back late fees, and found another lender to give them the money. Right. Uh, or on the courthouse steps, someone comes in to buy it. Yeah, or they sell it. They put it on the market <laughs> just like market. any other uh, yeah. listing on the MLS. They get out of the... the the loan, you know, the purchase, the property gets purchased, and then they pay us off. Or the lender actually takes it back and sells it for a profit, which I believe did happen in the Pacific Private Money Fund. There was one or two foreclosures. And Mark was telling us last week that um, there were one or two foreclosures, and the fund actually became the owner of the property and sold the property, fixed it up a little bit, and sold it actually at a small profit. Right. So that was actually uh, quite a uh, that was actually better. Than if it didn't go into fall. Absolutely, and also you have to look at um, at the beginning when we actually um, loaned the money. You know, our underwriting, especially for properties that we put in the fund or loans that we put in the fund. Um, you know, we typically are going to put ones that are at a lower loan to value. Okay. So it's pretty conservative. Very good. Um, when we come back from our break, uh, I do want to find out if there's any deals of the week. We also have a couple of more emails to answer here, uh, like what's the difference between your fund, uh, that's the Pacific Private Money Fund, and a uh, and a REIT, because that's, that's actually a very good question. Um, want to make a new mention here for, uh, have you ever been to Alliance Redwoods in Occidental? I have not. You have not. Okay, it's a really cool place to have like, a lot of times they have men's retreats, stuff like couples retreats. So nestled off the coast of Northern California in deep and deep in the Redwood Forest, Sonoma Canopy Tours. Now, this is like zip lining. Oh, through. that's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, I've, I've done zip lining before. I haven't done it here, but I've done it other places. And it's actually it's very, very fun. It's a high adventure and completely unlike anything you've ever experienced. The Guided Eco Tour includes multiple zip lines, sky bridges, a majestical, majestic spiral staircase, and rappel to the forest floor. You'll be immersed in the unparalleled beauty of the world-famous California Coastal Redwoods. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, check them out at SonomaCanopyTours.com or call 888-494-7868. 
Now, some of these uh, aren't at the top of the trees, are they? Because these yeah. trees are like 300 feet high. Well, so. this this one, I think, is maybe a couple hundred feet. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> a little scary, but ought to, <laughs> ought to be a lot of fun. All right. Third trivia question. What instrument was big band leader Benny Goodman most associated with? Call 888-912-1190 to answer that question, and you could be the winner of the tanning certificates. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Nam Fan of Pacific Private Money. Third trivia question was, what instrument was big band leader Benny Goodman most associated with? Let me see. I'm going to have to guess tuba? Clarinet. Clarinet. He was a clarinet guy. Okay. Um, don't want to embarrass anybody here. Uh, okay. So an email came in. Mark's not here to answer it, but I know the answer to this one. It says, what is the difference between your fund? This would be the Pacific Private Money Fund and a REIT. Um, so a REIT generally has lots of uh, either mortgages or real estate in it. One of the major rules is that they're supposed to pay out 95% of the net income. And and a lot of shareholders like that because they realize that they're not going to be like Apple computer where they're holding billions of dollars and not distributing it out. Um, but here is one of the problems that I see. How do you define net income? What if the managers decide we really needed to buy that airplane to go visit all the properties? Well, that's an expense and you got to subtract that out. And then the net income is after the expense of the airplane and the fuel and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not saying that, you know, that there's any nefarious companies out there doing that, but I don't personally like the idea that someone else is going to determine what my net income is going to be. Hmm. Whereas the Pacific Private Money Fund, it's really simple. There's a management fee. There are some small administration fees. And then the net just gets paid out to uh, the client. Which right now, what's the yield? It's seven point seven point seven six. I think was the latest. Latest one seven point seven six, which is and that's non compounded. Compounded rate is seven point eight something. Yeah. yeah, something like yeah. that. So uh, that's a pretty good rate, and I believe you guys pay it monthly. Yep, which is good. So that would be like point six seven seven percent. Yep, which is uh, that's all. That's more than most banks are paying a year, aren't they? Yep, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and your loan to value in the fund is still under sixty percent. It's uh, fifty six point five. Oh, okay. I think, in the last. All right. So fifty six point five percent loan to value, which is extremely conservative. Mostly Bay Area property. I know you got a little outside the Bay Area, um, and you're paying seven point six. Yeah, 7.7%. 7.7%. Um, that sounds pretty good. I, I, I like that. Absolutely. Um, also, yeah. you know, we, uh, as you just mentioned, you know, we're, uh, most of our loans are in the Bay Area. So we don't need a jet to fly anywhere. No private jets. <laughs> so we're driving. Yeah, that, that's a good That's <laughs> Our a own good cars. Point. Yeah. Well, plus, uh, Mark told us before that uh, you have brokers, in, uh, like who can do broker opinions, uh, you know, in L.A. and, and other places, Sacramento. So you don't have to drive all the time. You can you can right trust those guys. Right, we have a great network of brokers who know us, who can who know we're reliable and fast. So we get uh, calls all the time, all over the state. Okay. So now uh, for deal of the week, I remember uh, Mark telling me about this one. So again, he's not here, so I'm going to go explain this one, and then uh, you can explain another deal of the week. So there's this company in San Rafael. They own their building. Uh, due to some 
strange record keeping, not anything crazy, but the, the books were kept uh, a certain way. There were a couple of very, very small technical issues in which uh, a governing agency is penalizing them. Um, again, nothing. They're not trying to cheat anybody. There was just like they, they put box A instead of box B. I mean, something really, really simple. Yet the fine is $700,000. Now, this company does make millions of dollars, but that's still 700000 is a, a punitive penalty, basically. Right. It's huge. And they have to pay it by May 31st. Well, this company doesn't have $700,000. And because of the nature of the fact that they already have a first mortgage that's at a really good rate, they need a second mortgage on their building. Most banks don't want to do second mortgages on commercial property. So they came to Pacific Private Money, also from the standpoint of speed, because May 31st will be here, quote, before you know it. And the company, you know, makes good money, the fairly high FICO scores. Uh, the loan to value on this property will be about little less than 60%. And the building is being put up for sale. That's another reason why banks won't touch it. They don't want to lend on a building where it's up for sale. They might just get their money back so soon. It's like, for them, it's a waste of time. But for Pacific Private Money, because they are going to charge points, it's like, sure, we'll lend you the money. And if you want to pay us back three days later, that's fine. (laughs) Now, our rate of return is, you know, a gazillion percent. Yeah, we get uh, quite a few loans that actually pay off, you know, within short short period of time we've had yeah. one i think clo- um pay off in three weeks so um actually there was a deal i remember mark did it, got, it paid off in a week it literally wow. it got funded and then a, a week later there was a payoff <laughs> very very crazy but again because pacific private money charges points which they share with the fund so the broker shares it with the fund and that, that kind of helps the yield yep yeah, shares it with the fund so vis-a-vis the fund investors as well. So uh, other deals of the week, you know, I'll say isn't any one deal. It's the kinds of deals that we do. Um, Typically, you know, we're seeing so many of these bridge loans that we do where, uh, and uh, a lot of these are coming from real estate agents, from mortgage brokers. A client has a home uh, that's on the market to sell, especially now as we're entering um, buying season. Uh, And they're out looking to move up or move down. And, you know, again, they, they're trying to close on the sale of their home to fund the purchase. Uh, a lot of times what happens is they get into escrow on the home that they want, and but they can't close on the home that they are currently in in time to fund it. Banks don't do those loans. And uh, so Pacific Private Money comes in. We can cross-collateralize and lend uh, on their purchase uh, using one loan for both properties. Yeah. They sell off their, their primary residence and then they pay us off. I mean, that's we're seeing just that more and more right now as we're entering, you know, the, the real estate season. Okay. Um, so I would say more than anything, you know, those are the deals of the week. There's yeah, deals like that all week and okay. all month. And before we forget, if people are listening and they're thinking, well, this sounds pretty good. I mean, it seems like a conservative investment, uh, especially since nobody's ever lost money, mm-hmm. less than a 1% default rate in, in the company. And um, and even with those defaults, nobody lost. still nobody lost money. Right. Uh, how would they get a hold of Pacific Private Money? They can call us at uh, 415-883-2150 or go to www.pacificprivatemoney.com. That's a kind of a simple website. Yep. It kind of says it all. Yep, absolutely. Okay. You can see the types of loans we do, fill out a form, and, and we'll contact you. Okay. Now, the, the catch is uh, to invest in the fund, you do have to be an accredited investor. 
Correct. That's a Reg D fund. So accredited means you have to have a million dollar net worth, um, excluding your primary residence. So we can't use your your the home you live in in that calculation, or you have a income as an individual of two hundred thousand a year, uh, or three hundred thousand as a couple. Okay. So. All right. And uh, a quick question for you is, uh, let's say I invest in the fund and I'm happy with it, but uh, I want to get out. Yeah. So you can redeem. There is a 12-month lockup. Okay. Um, that's actually the minimum required. Uh, it used to be 24 months, but as, as of this year, we reduced it down to 12. Um, you can uh, redeem, and it's on a first-come, first-served basis. Okay. So typically, you just let us know that you want to um, your get your funds back. And it's typically like a 30-day process. Okay. And if I remember correctly, Mark telling us that even if uh, there's no, you know, first come, first serve, if there's no money currently to pay, as soon as loans pay off that are in the portfolio, before they get reinvested out in a new loan, they have to satisfy anybody who wants to get out. Exactly. So yep. it doesn't have to be a you know Ponzi scheme thing where you're you know, using one money people's money for another type of thing. Right, right. Yeah, I remember, uh, in fact, uh, when he was interviewed by Rob Black and the question came up, you know, how do, how do we know you're not a birdie Madoff? You know, which we kind of laughed at. But the, the thing is, I actually went and pulled some preliminary title reports on, on a, a, a good... Um, survey of the loans sample of the mm-hmm. loans that were in the fund just to make sure that when Mark says that you guys have a first mortgage on those loans or those properties that you really do and sure enough when the title uh, preliminary title report shows that's what it is so yep. that's the reason why I have uh, a, a significant amount let's say <laughs> in, in uh, the Pacific private money fund all right so um, we don't have any more trivia questions but uh, when we come back we're gonna have some uh, closing comments Yep. And I'm talking to Nam Fan of Pacific Private Money's Marketing Director. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. I'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fan of Pacific Private Money. So, Nam, uh, you guys uh, do seminars um, periodically so that people can learn more about investing with Pacific Private Money. Yeah, so we hold fund information sessions uh, about once a quarter at our office in downtown Novato. Uh, we also do webinars as well. But the next um, event coming up is May 24th. It's a Wednesday at our office, which is at 1555 Grant Avenue in downtown Novato. It's from 6 to 8 p.m. And it's really open to, to anyone interested in learning more about the fund. Uh, we go through uh, the fund performance, you know, how we underwrite, um, you know, expected returns and or historical returns for investors, and then essentially, you know, a Q&A session at the end. And uh, I usually I do that with Mark. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the best part, as I remember, is uh, Bianca provides a nice little... Uh, <laughs> Uh, food uh, hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, a lot of times people ask for her card, asking if she'll um, she'll cater for them. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's picked up some business from that. <laughs> Has she really? Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not too much because she's a good employee. I know, guys. she's great. <laughs> she's great. So uh, anyway, okay, so we can learn about the fun, get some free food. Yep. May 24th. Uh, and and to meet uh, Mark. Yeah. A lot of people want to know who is the fund manager. Yeah, so. the, the guy behind the scenes. Yep. Yeah, I got to say that uh, you know I had um, looked at at least fifty funds uh, in the last twenty years, mm-hmm. and I didn't like a single one, except for when uh, after Mark and I had been doing the show for about three years, 
And he asked me to, you know, because I knew a lot about these funds. And he said, you know, would you help me with this? And I said, well, you know, I've gotten to know you for about three years. We never did any business together. But I said, you know, you really, you seem like a pretty darn good guy. So I asked him, I said, you know, I'll help you with this as long as I can see a few things. Like, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that your interests are aligned with the uh, with the fund. He had already thought about that. And that's like splitting the points with the fund. Right. And then being able to get out of the fund. Which, again, at the time, he was thinking, uh, I think it was going to be three years. And I said, well, could you make it two? And he said, yeah, we'll make it two. And then now it's one. Right. Which is even better. Yeah. Really, the redemption has been uh, a non, non-impact non for our investors. I mean, they, they you know, no, very few people redeem. So we just lowered yeah, it. Yeah. Why would you want to redeem if you're earning 7.7% right. in today's market? Now, I know the stock market's been going up, mm-hmm. um, but if people kind of wonder, like, you know, I mean, it's good to divert, do good to diversify. Yep. And you know what happens if you put a bunch of money into the market now and it starts to go down? Right. You know, you right. go. I don't want to lose my money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's good to diversify, and and we have a lot of people who invest in us for that very purpose. Yeah. In fact, um, I think Mark said that uh, the when anyone wanted to redeem, it took less than two weeks. Was it was the average? Yeah. We we try to uh, you know underpromise and overdeliver yeah. essentially. So. Yeah, because there's uh, what, how many uh, how much under management right now? We have about uh, twenty eight million. Twenty eight million. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. that, that seems to be growing. Yes. Yeah. This time last year it was about fourteen. So. Okay. Yeah, we're growing. And I think the, the the major thing for me that I like about the fund is the fact that you have a whole bunch of deal flow. Right. We have more deal flow coming into our company, of which a percentage goes into the fund. So we cherry pick the best loans, the the yeah. ones that are generally the most conservative, shorter term in nature in terms of maturity uh, for the fund. We like the fund to have sort of a high revolution of capital. Okay. So. And again, uh, would you give out the information? Yep. You can uh, go to our website, which is www.pacificprivatemoney.com, or you can call us at 415-883-2150. All right. We're gonna, thank you very much, uh, Nam, for joining us. We'll thank have you. to have you back on again. Here's our golf thoughts for the day. P.G. P.J.G. Woodhouse. I'm not even sure who that is. He said, to find a man's true character, play golf with him. I could see. Otherwise, you let the expletives uh, go on the course and you go, huh, hmm, I know about that guy. And Paul Harvey, remember him? Good day. said, golf is a game in which you yell four, shoot six, and write down five. (laughs) I like that one. All right. Uh, tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which will